if you look at your outline, it's pretty bare. Um, I, somewhat did it on purpose. Somewhat did it because it was a lot faster that way than putting more in it. Um, and so, yeah, so I want to run through the, this semester. Like I said, Packer just kind of like went through all the talks, so it makes my job a little bit easier. I'm actually going to put it. I hope this doesn't fall. Oh, there you go. Ooh. Okay. So what was the first talk that all my life? All my life. All right. <laughs> yeah, you get it. All the re all of my life for the rest of my life. Cool. So what what was said in that? What can y'all give me a little bit of? Like he kind of give it. Like, a tiny little segment, but what, what did y'all hear in that time? Hmm. The rigging. What? The rigging of the boat. The rigging of the boat? The sail. Oh, the sail, yes. Um, I have notes, so I'm grabbing. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Um, say it again. Trying to commit to too many things and not committing. To yeah. All. Trying to commit to too many things. Um, do you, yeah. All our lives are like Peter's life. Ah, uh, I was just about to get to that. Yeah, whose story is our story? Peter's. Peter's story. That's right. Yeah, thank you. That's good. Peter's story is our story. And, and whose story is Peter's story? Like, who else? Jesus' story. So that means, who's our story? Jesus' story. Cool. Also, it's something that Andrew talked about. Is grace of the call is how we persevere. So we talked about. And total love is tested love. Um, cool. So what was the next talk? Call to holiness. Yeah. Universal call. Bear with my handwriting, please. So uh, I'm writing fast, you know. Cool. Yeah. So what did what did Alyssa talk about? Anyone? Universal call to holiness. What was some of the stuff that she said? What was it? So I heard a peep. Peep. Yep. There's no formula. What? What is what holiness? What is what is holiness not? I'm asking you. Uh, oh, the big thing was we do not pray to become dependent on God, or on ourselves. We pray to become more dependent on God. There you go. Yeah. Holiness is not self-sufficient. It requires us to be dependent on God. Yeah. She also talked about like what we do now, today, sets us up for the future, for later on in life. Cool. So next talk. Do you remember? It's his talk. Yeah. Dating. Yeah, kind of a big deal. 
So what did, what did they say? What did they talk about? Do y'all remember? Oh, yes, dating. What about dating? What is what is it? It is important, yeah. What? Commitment. What about commitment? Not being afraid. Not being afraid. Yeah. What? Be responsible. Run towards God and see who's running with you. Yeah, run towards God and then look to your left and right and see who's running with you. Mm-hmm. Develop your singleness before you develop anything else. Um, big thing that I love from what they said too is the, and he kind of talked about it too, of it's taking time to figure out um, how, what God, figuring out who you want to be and how God sees you and then figuring out what to do from that. Um, cool, so the next one. What was... What was the next talks after that? We just went over. Yeah. Just gonna do relationships, identity, and mission. Cool. So what what was said in that? Do y'all remember? That our mission is to bring people to the Father, starting with ourselves. Yeah. Amen. Did you hear that? Our mission is to bring people to the Father, starting with ourselves. Yeah. Don't treat people like projects. Get mm. to know them first. Yeah. Don't, them. don't treat people like projects. Anything else? Never give the Lord to do something for Mm-hmm. Don't do things for God. Do things with God. Yeah. That's good. He never tires of drawing near to us. I love that. Relationship with the Lord is not about you, but about Him. The will of the Father is bringing His children home, starting, starting with us. And she talked about, a lot about radical honesty. Cool, and then we have the formation retreat. Um, can anyone, can a male give me a kind of a quick summary of what do we talk about for us? Masculinity. Women, what did y'all talk about? <laughs> ah, femininity, wow. Oh, wait, I forgot. Oh, man, I hope this works out. Cool. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not going to jump too much. I think that kind of like also flows pretty well from relationship, identity, mission. But identity... Masculinity, femininity, kind of who we are as, as men and women. Um, great. So then what was the last talk? Yeah. Cool. So when, what, what did you all hear from that? Yeah, Jack. <laughs> you want to give me a, <laughs> a little bit more to that? <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> yeah, Adam. It's what? Yeah, that's good. You can ask for it. To give anything less than your best is the sacrifice of the Amen. Yeah. There's a lot of joy. A lot of joy. Yeah. I loved the way that he started. Also, was his people ask him why. 
Why celibacy? Because Jesus is worth it. That's why. Um, yeah, that's good. I had a lot of the same written down. Um, but I love that instead of waiting to be given the gift, why not ask for it? Cool. So with all this, it's kind of a weird setup for it. So bear with me here. All right. So if you look at it, so, okay. So I started from the bottom. I may or may not. I couldn't remember. Whenever I came up with this, this Andrew Keeby may have done this on Formation Retreat or something similar to it. I couldn't remember, though, but it's fine. Um, anyway, so um, that's at the bottom for a reason. So all, of our, all my life for the rest of our life, like, that has to be, these are the roots. You know, like, this is where if, if there's not strong roots, if the roots aren't deep, then the tree's just going to fall over. A hurricane's going to come through. I don't know. Y'all are in the Midwest, so I don't know if y'all have experienced a hurricane, but, yeah, there's tornadoes. That's fair. But a hurricane comes through, and, I mean, it's a strong wind. You know, like, it's actually, like, the trees are going to fall over, but the, the trees that stay standing are the ones with the deepest roots. Um, and so if we're not already committed and we're not have all of our life for the rest of our life, if that's not the first thing we're going we're, we're gonna to allow, and that's, that's the first thing why we talked about it first and talked about it all semester long, if we're not actually allowing that to take deep roots in our life, then we're just going to crumble. Like, the rest of the tree doesn't matter. Um, and so then, universal call to holiness, that's like the trunk. So that, like, if, if we're actually taking these deep roots, allowing um, all, like, so we're committed, we're all in, but, like, but say, okay, I'm going to reverse this real quick before I dive into this. So, like, we're committed to holiness, say, for four years in college. Great. But then we're not actually allowing it this for the rest of our life. Great. I'm doing this for college, but if we're not deeply rooted in the Father then three years, a month from after graduation, you're just going to tip. So, but then if once we're deeply rooted, we're going to come, we're going to have a strong trunk. And actually, like, the holiness actually has, has is taking, is being thickened. It's actually allowing, it's going to be a much firmer to stand against the winds that come, the, anything that comes against um, a tree. Because we're committed already all of our life for the rest of our life. And then the holiness... Um, Again, it's that dependent upon the Father. We're not self-sufficient. We're actually, we're, we're, we're standing firm in the Father. Um, and so, so then that kind of flows into, which kind of leads up as it grows, it, that's where like naturally as we dive deeper into holiness for ourselves and just getting to know the Father, you know, going back to what um, Packer and Anna were talking about of like actually diving into like, Father, what do you have for me? Who are you? How do you see me? And becoming, allowing that to be our place, then it flows into naturally our relationship's going to thicken. Our identity of who we are as sons and daughters are going to thicken. And, and then mission's going to branch out. So this is kind of like, the way I see it is like, this is the beginning of the branches. You know, so like, it kind of comes to the top, and like, it's starting to like, actually like, I don't know if that's the proper term, but like flower out, you know? Like, the branches are starting to, to branch out, you know? So that's kind of what I see, is, is like that. So, so these are like the roots. And then, all, so the rest of this is, is the branches. It's actually, so they're like important, but they take, um, but they're all kind of coming, taking life from being rooted completely in all of our life for the rest of our life. But you can't, you can't get to here until you actually make, until you are committed to the holiness and actually relationship with who the Father is and how he sees you. Does that make sense? It's a tree. 
So, um, cool. So that's going to be, I want this to be like, I'm a very visual guy. So I love this because I'm visual. And I'm going to reference this as we kind of go forward. Um, my plan is like, I don't have, I really don't have a ton um, for us after this. Um, put that there. Cool. Um, so so it's, we see this, and we're like, all right, cool. Michael, you just drew a tree on a whiteboard. Now what? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, but, I, like, the way I see it now is, great, so what, we have the branches, we have the tree, but now, like, what about the fruit? You know, what? Ooh. So where, yeah, where does that, like, where does it leave us now? Um, and to answer this, whose who's story is our story? Peter. Jesus is in Peter's story. Jesus talking to Peter. Um, cool. Um, so I want to kind of guide the rest of this time. I want to dive into just the life of Peter and how Jesus kind of walked with him through a lot. But specifically in um, John 21, um, Andrew talked about this when he gave his, his talk. Um, but this is, I mean, we know this story. It's after the, re- after the resurrection. Um, what does Peter do? Does anyone remember? What does Peter do after the resurrection? They're kind of sitting around, and then what? Goes fishing. Goes fishing. So it says here, so they went out and got into the boat. But that night, they caught nothing. When it was already dawn, Jesus was standing on the shore. But the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered him, no. So he said, cast the net over the right side of the boat, and you will find some, and you will find something. So they cast it and were not able to pull, in, pull it in because of the number of fish. So the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that, it was the Lord, he tucked in the, his garments, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea. Um, yeah, so they, they went back to the former way of life, right? And this is, this is where I want us to like go forward from this time, is, is we've walked through this semester, um, and they, just as Peter, he walked with Jesus for three years. We've been walking through this for three months. Um, and that's an option. We can go back. Um, but as Peter, as John points out that that is the Lord, Peter responds. Fulton Sheen has an incredible quote um, that says, Jesus had the greatest, sorry, John had the greater spiritual discernment. Peter, the greater action, the quicker action. Excuse me. When we recognize the Lord, what is our action? Do we stay in the boat? Do we wait to see? All right, let me figure this out. I gotta, I gotta discern this. You know, like, do we actually like take time and? But actually, or are we quick? Do we see the Lord, recognize Him, and are we in? Or do we stay back? Um, and these talks that we go through. It's not just a, a fancy tree for me to draw. 
It's, these aren't here, we're not here just to entertain you. We're not here that, um, yeah, this isn't, the point isn't just that we come every, every other Thursday, show up, just to hopefully that we entertain you for an hour, you know, sing some songs and be on our happy way. No, that, that's not why we're here. We're here to challenge you a little bit. We're here to call you on to actually, to leading you ultimately to Christ. So that Jesus can actually form us, can actually lead us more into to his direction and the invitation for us to, to respond to of, he's on the shore, Where, what are we doing? Are we in the water? Are we swimming towards him? Are we going to stay back? Something else that I love here too is that um, early in the verse it says, that night when they're fishing, they caught nothing. Because without Jesus, we won't catch anything. Without Christ in our lives, we're going to come up empty every time. So all of this makes no sense if we didn't have Jesus. Um, and it also goes on to say that he's at, when dawn was coming, he was already on the shore because he is the new dawn. He's already risen. He's upon us, and we have, all we have to do is see, recognize him, and are we in the water? Are we swimming after him? Are we going? So brothers and sisters, our whole aim of, of this weekend, our whole point of this weekend, this whole point of the semester of what we're doing here is, is to actually to grow this tree, to strengthen it, to actually grow the trunk. Because trees actually have a certain height, but actually there's no capacity of actually how wide they can go. I looked this up. On a, a redwood has like no capacity of actually to stopping how actually thick it can go. And like we want to actually grow to as, as thick of a trunk that we can, as deep of roots as we can, so that we can be as tall and as, as firm as we can in the Lord. Um, and so our whole goal in this, and, and actually and what, what this means, is, is we want to be a body of radical disciples who are equipped and ready to actually make radical decisions in our lives that are, are going to have a kingdom-sized impact. That's, that's our goal. That's why we're here. That's what we're doing it's for us to be able to actually, I'm going to say this again, because this is, this is kind of my, like, the point of my talk, is that we're he, our aim is to be a body of radical disciples equipped and ready to make radical decisions that are going to have a kingdom-sized impact. I'm sure. Um, yeah, so that's the... That's our goal. Because how we respond tonight, how we respond in the semester, shifts from just being a good group of friends that kind of meet every other week and live together sometimes to being actually radical disciples that are actually building a kingdom on this campus, that are going and actually building kingdoms in our lives, in our homes. Michael and Simon are graduating in a week, and it's... They have a decision to make of, you know, a month from now, is it, is it going to, are they actually building the kingdom or are they actually, are they going to go back to their former ways of life? We, we can't force anyone into this, but actually it's up to them to actually to respond. Like, are they going to stay in the boat? Are they going in? Are they going after the Lord? So in this radical response to the Lord and to what, to what he, he invites us into, because um, ultimately, I guess the, the whole point of it is, is as he's inviting us into this discipleship, into this, um, this path of actually following him in a more radical way, um, and those, what are those radical responses? It takes actually, um, I have kind of narrowed down of like three ways, um, 
kind of help expand the tree, help like more follow, like to be able to follow the Lord. Um, um, so, so the first one, I think this is on there, but sacrifice. Um, so in Romans 12, 2, I think a lot of you might know it. Um, Do not. Uh, oh, 12, 2. Oh, 12, 1. To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, your spiritual worship. I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Um, so, like, in this sacrifice, um, brothers and sisters, let's live our lives on the fringe of discomfort. And that everything that we do in our lives should be out of a self-gift. That's the whole, we talked a lot about that this, this semester, and with, that's the point of a vocation, is actually it's a self-gift. But if we don't actually know how to do that now, then how are we going to be able to do it later? Um, so, so actually learning how to sacrifice now and offering ourselves up for the Lord. And again, I want to look at Peter um, and how he responded. I mean, he lived his life as it offered up as completely as a sacrifice to the point of being crucified upside down. Um, and that, like, he's, he, he gave up everything. He left his families, everything, to go out and actually just proclaim Jesus. Um, And so a couple of like practical stuff in this is that like we can't get soft. So like actually like fasting often, that's important for us. Um, and to choose to actually may, I mean, maybe live a little simply. You know, Christmas is coming up and it can be an easy time for us. To be like, great, what do I want for Christmas? Instead, hey, what can I give this year? You know, and parents ask you, hey, what do you want for Christmas this year? I don't know. Maybe like, get, I don't know, like maybe ask for something a little bit more simple or maybe just like, Hey, actually, I just want to be able to spend some time with us as a family. I don't know. Like, that's up to you. Like, pray about that. I'm not saying don't receive gifts. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, like, instead of it making it about you, make it about everyone else. Make it about your family. Make it about the Lord, because it's actually about Him. Um, so the second one, um, obedience. I hope that wasn't my bookmark. Um, so I'm going to look at Philippians. Philippians 2. It says, He humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Or actually, no, even before that. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness, and found found human in appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to death. Um, I think our culture, when we hear obedience, uh, most people in our culture hate this because they think of it's just manipulation, it's just strong-arming, it's just like um, just telling a person whatever you do and like blindly like just follow the person, whatever. It's like, no, actually, like this is the threshold of actually our faith is obedience and humility because and, and, that's actually what Jesus embodied is obedience and humility. 
Um, and so, and it's, it's still a choice. All, and all of this is still a choice for us actually to choose obedience, to choose to sacrifice. Because um, sometimes actually, like, we have being obedient we, means sometimes we actually have to do things we don't want to do. I mean, Jesus didn't want to get, didn't want to die on a cross. Um, he even, he begged, like, take this cup away from me, but not my wills, but yours be done. Um, and again, look at Peter. Um, obedient to the point of death. I doubt that he wanted, that, that's what he had in plan, but he did it because he's obedient because Christ called him to something greater. Um, so a couple of practical things with this is, is learning to actually take correction. Um, and again, this is like correction from a supervisor maybe, a household leader, small group leader, your pastoral leader, um, and you know, your parents, older brother. It's learning how to actually take correction and maybe even asking for correction um, and actually being willing to, to receive the correction and, and implement that into your life. So the, but with, the, with all of this, the last one um, is joy. Because I, th- I think this is a pinnacle. So the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen? Amen? So joy is like, um, is like a well in the desert. You know, like we're walking. It's, it's that it's like gives us life. It's that, that fresh water. Um, we, won't make, we won't make it through this life without joy. Like we need joy, brothers and sisters, to actually be able to, to, to continue to walk this walk, to continue to strengthen this tree. Um, and I think also in this too, is we really need to actually relearn how to rejoice um, and relearn how to feast. Because actually the, the Lord calls us to both in proper form. But I think we have taken this false reality, like way of actually learning how to, to feast and how to to actually rejoice. And that we think that, oh, okay, it's Sunday, so now I can, you know, it's Lord's Day, so that means I can eat as many brownies as I want and watch as much Netflix as I want. And it's like, no, that's actually, that's not proper rest. That's not proper leisure. And, and that's actually not, that's not proper feasting. Actually, there's a, there's a proper way of doing this. Um, and, and same with rejoicing. Of actually, like, we can rejoice in our suffering. Amen? You know why? Because he has a cross. He's the new dawn. He rose over it. So we can actually find rejoicing and doing things that sometimes we have to be obedient to and we don't want to do, but we can still rejoice. Amen? So, and I think with all of this, I, I hope some of what I'm saying, I hope it, I hope it kind of is like a little provoking in you. I hope it kind of calls us out. Because I know for me, I've told a couple guys already this, that like I was writing this talk and it was like, I need to hear that. Yeah, I need to hear that. Like, this is stuff that, like, sometimes we're given the talk that we need to hear most. And I was like, for me, this was this talk. I, was, I think that's probably why I was so nervous at the beginning because I was like, oh, gosh, here we go. Like, this, I'm, like, also receiving this as, as we're going, too. So um, the last thing I want to look at um, is this big paragraph. Um, because, so whenever I first read this, um, sometime October, I think, it was, one, it was just like, let's go. Like, game on. This is why we're here. Um, and, and then two, it was just, I, I, I immediately thought of all of you. Of like, this, is, this needs to be heard. 
So um, if we're going to have our graduates, Simon and Michael, stand up and read for us. Um, and so if we you can like take like, oh, and Taylor, come on. We got three. Sweet. Good. I think there's like three paragraphs, hopefully. Um, we can make three paragraphs. Sorry, sorry Taylor, for I didn't realize. Um, here, we, y'all can just pass it around. So read like first few sentences. So and slowly and like, let's like take this in because it's pretty good stuff. You are a nation at war. What use is there in building an island of peaceful ease while all around you war rages? Either I will take your ease from you and give you in exchange for it a place in the battle and with it my everlasting favor. Or the enemy will take you from your ease and give you in return for it punishment and terror. There is no other alternative. You are a nation at war, and the war will grow and draw you in, whether you wish to join or not. Cool. Yeah. Pass it over. Where's mine? Um, yeah, just you are a nation at war. You are a nation at war, and there is no escaping the battles that are to come. They will touch every one of you. They will engulf you, whether you acknowledge my word or hide from it. I have given you warning, and now I warn you again. The call to war has gone out, and it is irrevocable. Cool. I don't know where Michael is. I'll finish. Train your people for war and battle, for hardship and difficulty. Prepare them for what will inevitably, inevitably, sorry, inevitably overtake them in the days ahead. As soon as they are able to hear it, tell them of the days through which they will have to live. As soon as they are able to bear it, put them under a burden of service. As soon as they, are, they have been trained for it, give them a place in the combat. As soon as they re- can receive it, teach them that their possessions are mine and see that they are placed at my service. You are a nation at war. War is not far off. It is here. Teach and act and train and live as if you were at war. Welcome to the battle. Now the invitation is there. We've gone through. Y'all are equipped. Y'all know. Y'all have. Yeah, you're, you're equipped. I'm pretty sure all of you are able to bear it. We've, we've trained for it. We're here. We're ready. The invitation is there. But now Jesus is on the shore. He's looking out over us. And, it, and are we going to be quick to respond? Are we quick to action? Or are we staying in the boat? The response is, is for you all to decide. Because again, is it just going to be this time, three years, four years you put in? Are we strengthening? Are we actually going to grow this tree? Are we actually going to go forward and actually allow it to all of our lives for the rest of our lives? Lord, I'm following you. I'm in. I'm jumping out. I'm getting out of the boat. I'm following you um, to, to wherever that may lead. To crucify, to death. Lord, here I come. But brothers and sisters, what a joy it is to run with you all. Um, and I think let's, let us that, let, let us hold that as our, uh, as our key that all of this is a joy. From being able to dive and follow after the Lord, discipleship, it's a joy. Um, sacrifice, obedience, praise, the God, praise God that he's even given it to us. So, bless the Lord.